This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is completely wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Now, last week we had Allison in studio, but we pre-recorded this, so she's still here. I'm still here. She's still, she won't go away. She will not Trapped. leave. Oh, she's like a stalker now. <laughs> so uh, as, now she knows this. Allison Traeger is her name. She knows this, but we always start with the headlines of the day. I have another headline of the day. Are you ready? I am ready for that. Here we go with that uh, exciting sound effect. These are actual, actual headlines. Scientists, you like science, don't you, Ramon? I do. Scientists can now attach sensors to sharks to help detect hurricanes. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. That's a interesting job they estimate that they will save enough lives to offset those killed by attaching sensors to sharks (laughs) (laughs) who knows gonna need a bigger boat i would not be that guy i can tell you (laughs) sensor guy they have doll eyes (laughs) reference to the movie jobs i i I forgot that movie okay on sharks oh how many bones oh do trivia. You. Wait a minute. Do we have trivias? Trivia. No, we Not got yet. nothing for we'll trivia. We'll work on that. So how many bones are in a shark or does a shark have? Hmm. I'm, I think it's a trick question. The answer is zero. I think it would depend on the size of the person they've eaten. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> right. If they've eaten three people, there's before, three times as many bones. Before or after lunch. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Zero. I didn't. Is that right? Yeah, zero. I yeah. got it right. You there's did. no prize. No. That sucks. We need prizes. I'll give you a hug. Okay, you have a well, guest in fine. studio. That's, that's a prize right there. All right. <laughs> that's going to be the pity hug. All right. Well, let's let's talk more about real estate. You had some more. She had so many questions. We could do two whole shows on it. I hope there's more shark questions. I no. no? Okay. All right, fair no. enough. I'll think of another one. Um, here's a good one. Oh, finally! Thank God. Uh, new to town as a realtor, which you are. We covered yeah. that last week. She's from Vegas, kids. I'm not from there. She's from no here, could, no but one, she yeah. moved away and then came back, and that was the story. So, um. What are your thoughts about joining the Chamber of Commerce, Elks Lodge, um, things like that for networking? Do you have any thoughts on that or do you have any recommendations on which clubs? I would join the Elks Club if I was an alcoholic. That's the only – I think that's why those exist. Isn't that a drinking club? You know, my friend uh, – I have a friend in the Lions Club and uh, he's my, <laughs> my father-in-law's brother. So my wife's uncle, I guess, is what that he'd be. So he's uh, in his 70s and he said, you know, uh, Bob, he goes, 30 years ago when I joined the Elks Club, I was the youngest guy in the Elks Club. And he goes, today, I'm still the youngest guy in the Elks Club. (laughs) So I don't think they would love you at the Elks Club. But uh, I don't think uh, I'm I'm a crappy mingler. So I'm not a networker. Uh, I don't like talking business when I'm away from, you know, like when I was in real estate, 
I would do real estate. Then when I went to a party, the last thing I would want to talk about is real estate. And I noticed that the people who are always talking about real estate kind of tend to be annoying. Um, but if you're really great at that, I think uh, that's okay. But I would not s- say spending time. If you were on the phone cold calling instead of mingling, you'd be better off. Okay, yeah, good, good to easy. know. And those n- leads clubs, those are death. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I hang up on them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like BNI or ugh. I'm gonna... So I, um, as you know, went to the same high school as your wife. Yes. Arcadia. Arcadia. High. What's their What's their uh, mascot? Uh, it's a Titan. Titans. Okay. Um, so I love that neighborhood. I would like to focus on a neighborhood like that. And it's kind of the Beverly Hills of Phoenix. You know, really. it's an older neighborhood, but it's old money. Yeah, and larger lots. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of retro, so that one swanky. seems to be, yeah. Swank. It's kind of like Beverly Hills ish. Is it really? Oh, both. Well, I mean, without the movie stars and without Zsa Zsa. <laughs> so what? Um, what strategies would? Strategery. Here we go. Yeah. yeah what like what would you come up with? Um, you know, to blanket a neighborhood, go and introduce yourself, um, bring gifts. Any ideas? Well, remember Kitty from Gunsmoke. She lived in Arcadia. I know. Yeah, no, had, I was I was friends with her daughter, or her right? granddaughter, Lindsay Gilbert. Um, so she lives in uh, Colorado, I think now. Uh, but but she, she had lions. Yeah, no, hold on. I was in. Here's another one of my drama stories. Um, oh, I was. <laughs> this is the best guest ever. I was in second grade at Hopi Elementary School, and Lindsay would always talk. That's about, where my sister-in-law went. So Lindsay would talk that her grandma was Miss Kitty. And that she had a lion in her backyard. Well, we're like, whatever. So one day for show and tell, they brought in two baby cheetahs. <laughs> hmm. That's frightening. That's, that's the that's, fastest animal. That is it? the best show and tell ever. <laughs> it really is. You know, first of all, door knocking in Arcadia when there's lions, I don't think that's for me. That's out. I knew, I knew our next door neighbor, too, uh, Miss Kitties, and they would hear the lion roaring. And then Glenn Campbell lived. That's right, right across the, the way. Street. Yes, I know that neighborhood. So I know Glenn a little bit. I'm not thinking of that neighborhood. I'm thinking actually north of Arcadia. Well, that's where my wife lives. She lived just east on Exeter, just south of Exeter on 58th Street. So. Yes. Is this inside baseball we're doing? The people that are calling from Alabama yeah. are going, who are these knuckleheads? My great uncle's father was uh, Gilligan. Ah. <laughs> This is for no. I'm just kidding. I just, I just felt I just feeling you out of place. This is a show yeah. for elderly people. <laughs> so what was the what was the story? How, how do I blanket the neighborhood? Yeah, you know these days it's different. Um, if you want to break into the luxury luxury home, realtors almost always live in a luxury home. That's rule rule number one. So I remember one. <laughs> I went on a listing appointment in Carefree. Now, Carefree is another movie star town. Like Hugh Downs lived there. I think he just passed away, didn't he? He I'm was just to be sure. a, you know Hugh Downs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or I've said he's dead and he's not. I don't know. Uh, but I went to this listing appointment and it was a referral. And uh, this person had a giant boulder in the living – in other words, their house was built around this boulder which stuck through the roof. It was unbelievable. Wow. You know? And you know, back in those days, I think it was probably $4 million. It would probably be 20 today. So, uh, so I do the fearless agent listing presentation. And the guy says when I'm done, he goes, you know what? He goes, uh, I own a business 
And I've seen some of the best presentations in that business. And he goes, I've never seen a better presentation in or out of real estate than the one you just gave me. He goes, so congratulations on that. I go, well, thank you. And uh, he said, we're not going to do business. I said, really, why is that? And I already knew why. He goes, because I am a member of the country club, and there's no way I can't do business with those people that I'm hooked up with business-wise. But that was the best presentation I've ever seen. So he honestly was telling the truth. He wished he could have done business with me, but he was he couldn't. And uh, and that's kind of one of the problems with luxury. If you live, in, in other words, if you live in the hood, you're not going to sell luxury homes. Right. If you live in a luxury home, there is a very good chance you will be selling homes in the hood sometimes because there's more of them. So there's so much competition for luxury homes, especially Arcadia, that I'm not sure that would be a great target. But around Arcadia, um, you know, and like my church is uh, kind of Arcadia-ish. So, um, and for those of you tuning from other towns, think of the most expensive 1950s, 60s neighborhood in your town where rich people live in smaller houses, you know. So, um, but I I would say a fifteen hundred square foot three bedroom two bath home just adjacent to Arcadia on a normal size lot those sell for four or five hundred thousand dollars and they're grossly overpriced pieces of crap basically. So that's a good that's a good target market and um, but cold calling would be the way to go. So if you think about a, a house, uh, think about. Where whoever's listening, think about where you live. Now, the builders building track homes build 100 houses at a time typically. So like my neighborhood would have 100 houses in it. And if I were to drive through my 100-house neighborhood, I would probably see four signs up that where it says for sale or under contract or for sale by owner or there's a, there's a real estate sign in the yard. So that means that three months ago, if I had called through there and I had everybody's phone number, which I don't, of course, but every hundred houses you call, there are four people who will be selling in three months. And then there's another four who will be selling in six. And there's another four that will be selling in nine and another four that will be selling in a year. And some of those people who are selling in a year don't even know it yet. Right. But it's true. So uh, – so really, it's kind of a random thing, but you, if you're going to focus your efforts, targeting is the uh, uh, topic. So here's the, here's the way to do your targeting. When I was new in real estate, I uh, picked a farm area the way everybody did, and I picked the area I lived in. So everybody picks their area that way. Like you, you went to school in that area. That's why you would pick that. I'm familiar with it. I understand it. So I uh, lived in a neighborhood built in 1958 and in South Scottsdale. And then uh, it was 1984 when I was new. So then these other agents in my office, uh, they live where I live now because I was broke and they weren't. So they <laughs> lived in a luxury neighborhood, which was McCormick Ranch. Well, McCormick Ranch was new 
back then. So they would come to me and they'd say, Bob, I can't get people to pay a full commission. And I'd say, well, I never have a problem with that. Now, I had a lot of problems, but that was not one of my problems. And they'd say, Bob, I can't get – is that an annoying noise? Do you hear that, Ramon? I hear a cell phone vibrating <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think I thought it was – wasn't sure if it was me or in my <laughs> head. Ramon's looking at me like, is, am I hearing the voices again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they would come to me and they would say, um, I can't get people to price their houses right. And I'd say, you know, I never have that problem. And I, it was much later that I figured out the reason was they lived in an area – that was newer and nobody had any equity. And I lived in an area where all the people owned them free and clear or almost and getting them priced right was never a problem. So one thing I would always tell everybody is if you want problems in real estate, targeting areas, target luxury homes because they have their own set of problems uh, and they never go up in value generally. It was one because they're custom and it's custom for you and I, of course, don't want that. And then the uh, the other thing is uh, outskirts of town. That's death. Like all the foreclosures when we had the recent unpleasantness, that was all on the outskirts of every town in America, hardly any in the middle or the hood side of town. And then the other one is multifamily. That's crap. Uh, so pick things that go out. Condos, that's death. So friends don't let friends buy condos. So condos never go up in value. They commonly go down. Multifamily never goes up in value. Uh, you know, single-family homes, middle-class American-style single-family homes, that's the stuff that's going to always have the most equity. So you get paid out of the equity, so you want them to have a lot. I'm coming out with a new cologne. Did you know that, Ramon? I did not. Yeah, it's called Equity. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, nice. doesn't it? It the smells sm- like uh, mothballs and Ben Gay. You know how old people smell? <laughs> yeah, old people yes. have equity. That's yeah. good. But it also smells color. like money as well. It does smell mm, like money. Yeah. Is that the smell of mothballs and Bengay? I'm in the right neighborhood. I love the smell of Bengay and mothballs in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Second so, movie reference. So Target, so that area would be a great area. Now, the, the neighborhood, here's a trivia question. What year built neighborhood has the most equity today? The Biltmore? No, the what year built? Oh, what? oh year. <laughs> I would guess the sixties, right? I would say sixties. Yeah. No, it would be nineteen ninety. Oh. Because that is thirty years older than today. So that would have the most equity. So newer than that progressively would have less, and then you'd have turnover older than that, so it would have somewhat less. But older is fine. Newer, the newer you get. So I would say in this town. I would say anything built after 2004 probably hasn't doubled in value the whole neighborhood so that I would kind of avoid that you know and again some people in my neighborhood which was built in 1980 but you know the guy across the street he's an original owner the guy next door was almost an original owner and they're all old you know there's no tricycles or kids hardly so you know, that's that's what you're looking for. Right. I think I have another neighborhood in mind, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Um, finally, my next question, my last question for you. Shoot, we're, we have more time. She I, well, I'll, more I'll, I'll come up with just random ones. <laughs> She'll make sharks. up some stuff. <laughs> we'll do some jokes. It'll be fun. Um, what CRM for, um, would oh. you recommend for managing my clients and staying organized? 
Well, all of my coaching students, like 100% of them, and I don't get paid to recommend stuff. I don't allow that. Uh, so I am objective. But I think 100% of them use MojoSells.com. That was a shameless plug. It was. I like it, though. And uh, so MojoSells.com, it's a three-line dialer for cold calling your way into the hearts of millions. It is uh, the CRM. They provide you with the data, the phone numbers for all the folks in Arcadia. They're Wow. Their phone numbers and FISBO leads and expired leads. In certain markets, they don't have expired leads. Wow, that's pretty incredible. I have never heard of that. Yeah, so it's a one-stop shopping extravaganza. So literally, if you have fearless agent coaching and mojo, you literally have everything you need to get rich. You would never need to spend a penny on any other thing other than the big fancy card that you'll buy with all the money you made. Yes. But, but really, no, don't ever spend leads on, like lead marketing. Um, I wish – looking back, I spent a lot of money on marketing. I think I was lighting money on fire. Right. It, it's an ego thing because, hey, my picture's on it. But honestly, did I get back the money I spent? Maybe, but I couldn't say that for sure. So my first year of real estate, I got taken by everybody. <laughs> like yeah. oh, there were so many things that they're what did selling. you do? Um, which are the programs? I can't remember. Marketing, this. I mean, uh, um, like postcards or yeah, just postcards. Um, just I recently sold, just listed, just sold, and making gifts for you know, uh, just doing door knocking. And I would say this one thing: when you're calling, never say just listed or just sold. Uh, in the postcard, that would be different. But having just listed, just sold makes it more complicated to do the marketing because you have to think and you'd have to update it. So I had a generic card. Bob's the world's greatest realtor kind of thing. It didn't say that. Uh, but it was just generic and it just, oh, there's that guy again. So if you're going to do marketing, spaced repetition is the key to marketing. And uh, I wouldn't change it by saying just sold, just listed. I don't think that's helpful probably. Okay, good to know. So Allison Traeger is the greatest agent in the whole universe. This is true. It says it on my Facebook page. It does it really? (laughs) She's humble. (laughs) My mom told me. That's right. (laughs) And she's objective, of course. What's your next question? Let's see. Should you be on a team? Oh, yeah, that's right. No. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I coach uh, big teams, small teams, individual agents, individual agents with an uh, executive assistant and husband-wife 50-50 partners or like you and me are 50-50 partners or something like that. And uh, and I had a 50-50 partnership. Uh, I had f- uh, six 50-50 partnerships throughout my real estate career. Because uh, there was stuff I knew I would suck at and I wanted to blow it off onto somebody else. Um, and five of those failed and one was wildly successful. So um, of all the business models that I coach, assuming they're all equally productive, the one that is the least profitable by far is the big team. And the smaller the team gets, the more profitable it is until you finally have no team that's <laughs> right. the most profitable. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not sure why that is. I have some theories on that, but uh, it doesn't matter why it is. There are no exceptions to it. So uh, the uh, husband-wife 50-50 partnership is the most profitable. 
and ne- a close second would be you with an executive assistant. So your future looks – I can see the future, Allison. So you will have an executive assistant, and that would be somebody who does all the stuff you shouldn't be doing. Right. So what you should be doing is prospecting, and that's the num- that's where all the money comes from, and you're going to be better at that than anybody else, so you want to do that. So never delegate prospecting was rule number one. And then you would be doing the presentation. So it's listing, pricing, FISBO, buyer and investor and presenting offers. And then you would be doing the CMA, mm-hmm. which if you're new in real estate stands for Country Music Awards. <laughs> and then uh, uh, business planning. So that's your job description. And then your assistant's job description would be every other thing no matter what it is. So entering listings into the MLS, I have no idea how that's done. I've never done one in my whole career. Um, It would be hanging the lock boxes. It would be the signs, getting all that. So anything, you know, talking to clients and um, helping them, you know, so you'd have people for that. So that's how you make the big bucks. I like it. Um, sometimes I feel extremely rushed by my clients, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a buyer who's just like popping in town for the weekend and just wants you to scramble. But um, worse is um, somebody wants a listing. I mean, that's a great – me to list mm-hmm. their home. Um, it's so time sensitive. Is it better to just show up or you want to take the t- – you know, I'm going to need you know, some time. I can like visit with you tomorrow in order to put a presentation Well, what together. would they say that make you feel rushed? Um, well, I've got um, somebody else coming over. I'm interviewing, you know, two different – Oh, three. are you? Can I ask you about that? <laughs> you say yes. Yes. Sure. Uh, if I have an amazing strategy and I do. Right. So you get back on track. Okay. So, so you have to have message discipline. So – if you're booking five listing appointments a week, you're not going to care about that person. Right. You'll care about the person, of course, but you're not going to care what happens. So uh, when people say, oh, I'm having trouble with this guy, my answer is, well, get 50 more guys, and then you won't care about that guy. Right. So you, you have to um, – it, it'd, it'd be like if you called up uh, Neiman Marcus at midnight and said, hey, I'm going to a thing. i got to have a dress. They're going to say uh, – We'll see it tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yeah, that, that's just the way you do it. So you have to have a system. So the system is this. You eat lunch at noon. Can you do that? Yes. You eat breakfast at 9. I know that because we have breakfast every morning at 9, right? Yes. And then there's uh, dinner at 5. Can you do that? Yes. Then you can have a 2.30 afternoon listing appointment and a 7 p.m. evening listing nice. appointment. And then you would make exactly $20,000 in that day. And uh, you, if you did a listing appointment at four in the afternoon, you can't do one at two thirty and seven. So you can only you cut your income in half by doing that. So that's a big deal. So uh, can it, can I show you how I work? Are the words you want to say? Right. So can I show you how I work? And they say, yeah. So always ask permission. You know, uh, can I ask you about that? That shuts them up. You know, I'm meeting with I'm meeting with all these other people like they're a big deal. And uh, But if they know that I can get them tens of thousands of dollars extra, uh, would you rather do that? Right. They always say yes. Of course. So you always have to ask a magic question that always has no wrong answer and you already know the answer. So message discipline is the secret. Message discipline. Okay. Um, and your schedule has to be rigid. You cannot 
be flexible. You can't do what realtors do. Realtors are always going to the free sub sandwich builder lunch, <laughs> the networking thing with at the title company. And who are the people that work at title companies? Yeah. They're failed realtors, so they don't know <laughs> what they're doing. So you don't want to be hanging around with realtors. That's really you not good networking. That that was a problem in Las Vegas. All my friends, I mean my entire, everybody I associated was, <laughs> uh, was a realtor. Yeah. So I wasn't really selling homes to them. Right. Um, this question, I feel that you would probably have a really great way of handling. Um, if a seller is out of their mind with their price point and you can show them all sorts of comps, give them the market analysis, everything, um, and they refuse to be realistic about it, what um, strategy would you use to – Well, here's the definition of the seller. By the way, I'm going to do a shameless plug. you like the shameless plug, Ramon? I love them. So if any of the stuff we talk about on this podcast with the lovely Allison Traeger makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more, call me. Pick up the phone for goodness sakes. Call me 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone and we'll see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do – at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll admit that to each other, and I'm still happy to help you. So 480-385-8810, and uh, I love talking to realtors, so don't think you're bothering me. Don't email me or text me because I teach people that uh, sales is about the phone. So call me, 480-385-8810. You can also go to fearlessagent.com, watch the webinar that Allison just watched. You can go take lots of notes. Go to the speaking page also, which is kind of where I sell my little speaking gigs. And there's a 25-minute video there. Did you watch that one? I did not. Okay. Well, there's something to do. And then um, if you can't sleep tonight, I promise that will put you to sleep. (laughs) And then uh, watch just all the videos there. And that would be better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America for. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me. So the question was, again, I forgot it already. That's what happens when you do the shameless plug. You forget the question. Oh, oh uh, if you've got a stubborn listing. Stubborn listing. Seller, so yeah. write this down. Nice, sane, smart. Sellers who are nice and sane and smart and they have tons of equity to pay you with, willing to sell it right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of a seller. You gave me the definition of a gambler, and she is from Vegas, so she knows what that looks Not like. from there. Stop it. <laughs> she worked there. She visited there. So, um, by the way, one time I was in Vegas. I don't know if I ever told you this. There was this homeless guy. Did I ever tell you that? Did, you, did I ever tell you the homeless guy in Vegas story? With a napkin? No, no. This is a different one. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I'm walking down the street, and the guy says uh, – he says, hey, can I get a couple of bucks so I can get a sandwich? And I said, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I was just in a casino. I won a little money. You know, here's a couple of bucks for a sandwich. And here's a 20. And you could go do a little gambling. He goes, oh, I got gambling money. Oh, no. Oh, see, that's, that's <laughs> Just needed so, a snack. <laughs> so when you have the people that are gamblers and not uh, real sellers, uh, I would choose not to do business with them. So the – There's this little thing called the code of ethics in real estate that says if you know what fair market value is, you have to tell the seller what it is. Sometimes you don't know that until you're on the market. But once you find it out, you have to 
tell them what it is. And you can't mislead a seller and let them think it's more than it is just so you get the listing. Right. Or worse yet, mislead them that it's low so you can buy their house, which also <laughs> happens. Uh, but you have to be honest about that. So I, it would be uh, – if they were nice, not sane – and smart, I would not do business with them. They'd have to be all three, nice, sane, and smart. So that's the minimum. And I have a little sign in in my uh, swanky home office that says, it is not my job to make stupid people smart, crazy people sane, or mean people nice. It is my job to find nice, sane, smart people and do business with them. So if you're scheduling five listing appointments a week, did I mention you should do that? Definitely. Yeah, you won't be putting up with that kind of baloney. Great, yes. So. Very are we good. out of time, Ramon? We, got we are close. Is it close? Very close. But she has another question. <laughs> Do I you have another it. question? Did you plug me? Oh, we got to plug out. Oh, oh, look at her. She's good. Oh, <laughs> well, she is smooth next, as a gravy next, sandwich. Next <laughs> time on the Allison <laughs> Traeger podcast. She, she put me on the big yellow bus and took me to school, didn't she? So Allison Traeger, 480-444-6078. So if you live in the greater Arcadia Metroplex with the movie stars from uh, TV shows from 100 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Who else was on that show? Festus? Was Festus on that show? Is it Big Valley we're talking about? No. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. That was the impetuous Audra Barkley. Remember her? Yeah. The impetuous Audra Barkley. Yes, yes, yes. Gunsmoke. Barbara Stanwyck. She had grit. That she did. I hate grit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like impetuous, though. I love the impetuous. <laughs> so 480-444-6078, Allison Treger in Scottsdale, Phoenix, Metroplex. She would be happy. Not happy. Vegas. I think she's going to be, <laughs> I be think she's gonna be a fearless agent someday. I feel it. She'll, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's got the look. All right. Do you have one more question? Um, let's see what I do with it. Oh, this is interesting. Um, oh, finally, something interesting. <laughs> goodness, yes. Um, so is it important for me to stay on top of, like, pending zoning changes? Um, how do you handle that? Like, if they're going to be putting in, you know, like, condos or something in a, a neighborhood or it's going to change? You know, this is a common uh, way people get in trouble, actually. So it's something you should have known. So would a reasonable real estate should have had that expertise. Um, so not doing business outside your area of expertise would be one thing I always recommend. So, for example, uh, I had uh, no knowledge about land, okay? So I'm a residential house selling realtor guy, and I have no real knowledge about land other than that it never sells. So don't list it anyway, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but I had a guy – that I referred all my land uh, deals to. And his nickname was Dr. Dirt. His name is Bobby Miller. I do reckon, uh, recommend him. Uh, if, you, if you go to drdirt.com, you end up on a porn website, so don't go there. <laughs> but <laughs> sadly. Fool me sadly, <laughs> but, but that was his nickname. And, uh, and if anybody is in Phoenix and they wanted a referral to him, I have his phone number. But um, – you know, he would know that stuff and I wouldn't. So just just kind of avoid anything. But no, you being a zoning expert, right. you know, being a sales expert, that's what's going to make you the money. Being able to ask the right question, having the message discipline, having five presentations so you always feel comfortable and competent, 
and staying in your lane. Really, that's the secret. I like the so. saying, be the source of the source, yeah. <laughs> but not the source. And stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, thank you again for being on the big show here. and for having uh, me. You're welcome. I'm lovely having you. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can also subscribe at fearlessagent.tv to our videos. Please give us a five-star review of this podcast. You can call me directly anytime at 480-385-8810. And until next week, do what we always do. Have fun. Be humble. Above all, be fearless. Bye, gang. Bye.